Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Don't you know some people who are spontaneous and honest and straightforward? And don't you like that? You do. Well, that's where you have to be. Not sometimes, but all the time. And then you're, you'll be more fun to be around. Your kids will love you. People will respect you. And you won't be tense or nervous. You'll do all, all the things you do, and when it's all done, there's no tension. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Finding Emotional Freedom. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello, everybody. Welcome. My name is Roland, and the program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I want to talk about stress. That's the problem that most of us have. We're totally stressed out. And how do you know you are? Because you're tense, you're nervous, you're anxious. How many of you have had a day where, and it happened to me recently, I was home, it was a day off, there was really nothing in particular I had to do, but I found myself feeling like I had to do something. Have you ever had that feeling like you have to do something? You've got to get up and clean this or rearrange that or do something? Well, I can see that that's a remnant from past hypnotic experiences. See, I'm going to make it very simple for you. When it all began when you were a little child, somebody made you emotional, they made you upset. And when that happened, you were in an emotional state. And this emotional state then resulted in the hypnotic state. And in the hypnotic state, you became programmed. And so soon, you found yourself, and so it, it, it came to everything. Some, and I hate to say this, but it's true, it happened to me, some parents are somehow able to interject themselves into every single thing that the child does. To the, so instead of, instead of the child being able to just make her bed, the parent yells at the child. The child, the parent orders the child to come down the stairs, orders the child to sit still, orders the child to use the spoon, don't use the fork, you get your napkin, wipe your mouth, stop looking at me, stop fidgeting. Every single move, do your homework. Go do this, go do that, don't do this, don't do that. Every single move. But what happens is the child becomes upset in an emotional trance. Yes, that's the word. And then is programmed. And the next time the child will just do the programming. And 50 years later, the child looks at her bed or looks at her desk and feels compelled to strain to fix it, to, to make the bed or straighten the desk. 
or compelled to rebel. See, it can go either way. You're compelled to do it or to to rebel, but there's no freedom. But what is the energy of that movement? This is what I want to make a point, and I want to make it very simple. The energy of the movement of making your bed because a long time ago somebody yelled at you and got you upset, and you made your bed angrily, reluctantly, resentfully, with hurt feelings, nervously. You see what I mean? So 50 years later, the energy that you use to make the bed is some kind of nervous energy, some kind of emotional energy, and it leads to tension. One of the, I don't know if you want to say the, uh, one of the hypnotists that really, really studied hypnosis, one, one of the scientists, the researchers that studied hypnosis and wrote a lot about it. I'm sorry, I need to look his name up. But he said, he defined hypnosis as a nervous sleep. Do you get it? A nervous sleep. So when you feel compelled to do something, when you feel, oh, I got to do more, I got to give more, I got to be helpful, I got to do more for mom, I got to work harder at the office, I got to do this, I got to go to the store, I got to go do this, I got to do that, I got to do this. And the energy is emotional. You're basically in a nervous sleep. Yeah, you're awake, but it's a hypnotic state. But it leads to what? It leads to tension. Now, I want to tell you, I want to stop at that point. I just want you to see that very simple point. So what do you need to do? Well, you need to begin your journey of discovery. Back to freedom again. Learning how to stand back. And watch yourself. You can watch, you can scan the thoughts in your mind and watch them flit by. Little thoughts like you're lazy, you're not doing enough, you got to do more, you got to do this, you got to do that. Those kinds of thoughts. And also, as you go about your daily activities, having taken a mental step back, you notice that you're doing something angrily or impatiently or nervously, or you're rushing to do something, or you're doing something that doesn't even need to be done. What am I doing this for? It seems odd, it seems unnecessary. You're actually watching, you're standing back and you're watching that part of you that has been hypnotized and emotionalized and functions hypnotically and emotionally, you're watching it. But I want to leave you with something, or not leave you, yeah, leave you today, but to begin your journey of discovery, back to freedom again. I want to tell you that there is a state of mind where You flow and do things as a flow. And the energy is completely different. And when you've you've done it, it's like you didn't even work. Now, you've had tastes of that when you're doing something that you enjoy doing, where it wasn't forced upon you one way or another. When you're doing something you enjoy, you can just do it for a long, long time. You don't even get tired. You've been doing it for hours. Oh, it's so much fun. And when, it's, when you're done, oh, that was fun. And you feel, what do you feel? You feel um, energized. Instead of being drained, 
You feel energized. It's so beautiful. So you have to learn how to do everything that way. The way you did things when you were a little tiny child, before you were pressured and teased and motivated and bossed around and tormented and so on. Just flow. Just do things. It's so beautiful. You have to learn to be that way again, where you can flow with a different energy instead of nervousness, instead of anger, instead of excitement. Then there'll be no tension. When you're done, there's no tension. So it's a different way of living and moving and having your being. And yes, it's very spiritual. And yes, if you can learn to function independently, spontaneously, there's the word, spontaneously. Don't you know some people who are spontaneous and honest and straightforward? And don't you like that? You do. Well, that's where you have to be. Not sometimes, but all the time. And then you're, you'll be more fun to be around. Your kids will love you. People will respect you. And you won't be tense or nervous. You'll do all, all the things you do, and when it's all done, there's no tension. And there's no guilt either. See, there's a subtle guilt that accompanies all the things that we do hypnotically because we were pressured and then you see, but then, but, but the other thing I want you to see is the object, the activity, the goal takes over for the original hypnotist. So maybe the, your original pusher was your mother who pressured you and pushed you and motivated you. But then things take over for it. So now when you look at the bed and it's not made, it becomes a, it is supposed hypnotic suggestion. When you see it, then you make, you make your bed, but you do it angrily. You do it impatiently. Or you rebel against it and don't do it. See? So either way, you're not free. So you got to be free. Visit our website at SheddingShackles.com for Christian stress management resources, including a free Christian meditation, YouTube lectures, books, and much more. This week's featured resource is a brief introduction to stress management, including tips and tricks for solving stress issues, available in both Kindle and paperback. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as the Fugue in G Major from Book Two of the Well-Tempered Clavier by Johann Sebastian Bach. Today's program is about the emotional state. And I want to tell you that most people are outer-directed. When they were little children, they became upset. And as a result of that, they entered into an emotional state, a state of emotional arousal. And the rest of their life, more and more, they began to function from that emotional state, which is a kind of a nervous state. 
a state of anticipating. And when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about the state that most people are in most of the time. Now, I'll explain, but before I do, I want to tell you that there's another way of functioning, a higher way of functioning that's not emotional, that's not nervous, where you are inwardly impelled, self-impelled, autonomous, and you can express love, you can express wisdom, and you are in control. Now let's continue with our discussion of the state that most people are in most of the time. When they were little children, they were upset and emotionalized, and they learned to function in that way. Mom yelled at you, and you did what she asked you to do. Mom directed you, don't do this, don't do that, do this, do that, put this down, stop doing that, stop squirming, sit quietly, go to your room, do your homework. And then other people got into the act. And they also emotionalize you, sometimes by way of tease, where where at school people teased you, it made you emotional. Or people were mean, or they were cruel, or they threatened you, they accused you. And more and more, you went around trying to avoid their wrath, trying to avoid their tease, trying to avoid their taunts, trying to avoid their pressure, and doing, or doing things, yes, doing things so that you wouldn't be pressured, you wouldn't be teased, you wouldn't be taunted, you wouldn't be pressured. You see what I mean? And at the same time, doing things so that you would get their approval. See? And when you get their approval, thereby, you you do what they expect you to do, and then you are rewarded for it. But this state that I'm talking about now, that most people are in most of the time, is the hypnotic state. It's a nervous state of anticipating external cues, waiting for the cue, and then doing what is required, what you've been programmed to do. And then after that, you can relax temporarily and wait for the next cue. But once you're in this state, you never totally relax. You're always nervous. And even when you sleep, when you sleep, it's a nervous sleep. And you're basically trying to get rid of the accumulated baggage from the day before. Wouldn't it be much better to not become upset in the first place? Wouldn't it become much better to not become nervous in the first place? So that is what I'm proposing here, that you not become nervous in the first place, that you not become hypnotized in the first place, that you not become reactive in the first place. Now, today I want to continue talking about the problems associated with this kind of a state that most of us are in most of the time. Because it's a state of emotional arousal, it it can be very subtle. You might be just sitting there but 
It's a state of emotional arousal where you're waiting for what to be said, waiting for what to be told, waiting for what to do. So, for example, most of us are tense. Most of us are, yes, we're tense. We have aches, and then we have aches and pains. See, this waiting, see, it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop or waiting for the balloon to burst, you know, that sort of thing. Waiting for the firecracker to go off. That's the state. It can be very, it can be very subtle. It's a low-grade state, often. So you, you're, and you're so used to being that way that you don't even realize that you're emotionally aroused. But this anticipatory state means you're also tense, waiting for the, bo- waiting to make sure the boss doesn't see what you, what the mistake you made, waiting to see what the boss wants, waiting to see what your mother wants, what your wife wants, waiting to see if your husband is in a good mood or not when he comes home, waiting, see what I mean? So there you are in that state. And and when it's not other people, see, it's other people that started it. Most likely the very first one that started was your mother who bossed you around, directed you around and emotionalized you. But then other people take over for that role of hypnotist is what it is, pusher, motivator. And then even objects take over. It's, the, you know, post-hypnotic suggestion. So like I said yesterday, if Doing the dishes is something that people used to yell and scream at you about doing. Now the dishes are there and you feel compelled to wash them. Compelled because they make you nervous. They make you tense. It's something that has to be done. It's an outside cue. It, and you're programmed and you wash the dishes. But you even then you even add to this low-grade emotional arousal by becoming angry or becoming resentful. See what I mean? or getting hurt feelings and thinking nobody appreciates me and so on and so forth. So we could, I'm, but I'm not going to go into all of that. I just want you to see that this emotional state that we're in is what is what contributes to your tension, to your nervousness, and to your fatigue and being tired all the time. And what's the old term? Tension, headache? Yeah. See, if you're tense all the time. So, some people, when they're trying to explain something, or or when they're waiting to see what the other person will say, they hold their breath. And other people will have to stutter, because as they speak, they're afraid of the other person's reaction. When they were little kids, if they said something, they got slapped around. So they stutter, they hold their breath. That doesn't, don't you think that creates tension? It does. So then how do we get rid of this tension? So we're all tense. And then how do we get rid of it? Well, it has to be drained away, doesn't it? So maybe you come home and you exercise. Yeah, you exercise and you drain away the tension. And yeah, the exercise is good for you, but you know what? that that exercise is not as good as if it were done naturally, spontaneously, like a deer runs across the meadow, like a bird soars through the sky. See, 
if you exercise that way, it wouldn't be to get rid of tension. It would be a spontaneous expression. You see what I mean? So I think, I think you can see how we get stuck. So the first thing I want you to see at, at a very basic level is that you really shouldn't study anything. Read lightly. Read for clues. Scan. Don't get pulled down into it. Do you understand? Because whenever you do, you can't see the big picture and uh, you're locked into it. Secondly, don't resent anybody. Don't resent anybody. If something happens that's unpleasant or a bit painful, all right, here's a classic. This is the example. It's so good. I didn't make it up myself, but it's so good. If somebody slaps you, okay, you feel the, the, the hurt. Okay, it hurts your cheek if you get slapped. But don't feel the hate. Feel the hurt, but not the hate. You see the difference. Feel the hurt, but not the hate. Take the hate out of it. Take the resentment out of it. Take the blame and the judgment out of it. And you can do that. You can do that. Okay, but you have to want to. You have to be willing. And it's a bit painful to our ego, to our pride, to just quietly bear something without resenting it. But look at Christ. Look what he had to bear without resentment. And his last words, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So that's the way you have to be. So go through life and observe. And don't allow other people to capture your attention. Don't allow them to buttonhole you. Don't get pulled into arguments. No win arguments. You know how those are. Stand, take a mental step back, detach, observe lightly, and then you can move forward. Then you'll be able to answer if you're locked into something. If you're locked into something, then reason is precluded, love is precluded, wisdom is precluded. You might reach into your brain and dig up something that you heard in the past. Or... Here's the other aspect of it. See, there's so much to this. I'm just scratch. All I'm doing is scratching the surface. I just want you to see that you have to learn to scan instead of instead of getting instead of studying. You have to re have a free consciousness where you and when people come along with some arguments or whatever they come along with, let it go in one ear and out the other. When the TV is there blowing away, just let it blur away. Don't get pulled into it. If there's something meaningful, somehow you'll, you'll hear the meaningful thing. But if there's nothing meaningful, it goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't even register. Learn to have people in front of you who are having some foolish arguments or trying to get you involved in something. Learn to see them as if they were a piece of talking furniture. That's not my idea either, but it's a very good very good example. They're a piece of talking 
furniture. And what they say just kind of blah, 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 blah. It doesn't even register. Learn to hear arguments and things without them even registering. Don't get pulled into a movie. Don't get pulled into music. Don't get pulled into video games. Don't get pulled into anything. Learn to stand back. Detach. A little bit of mental distance. Watch. And then you'll be safe. And above all, watch out for resentment because it locks you in. Now, I'm going to give you another little hint, and then I'm going to end this. I just want to give you one other little hint. When you get locked into something, you're concentrating on, oh, here's another, or emotion. Emotion also locks you in. Emotion, emotional arousal, pulls you into a hypnotic state. Resentment pulls you into a hypnotic state. Struggling with something, concentrating on something, pulls you or puts you into a hypnotic state. And then in that hypnotic state, then you you therefore tend to fall into daydreaming. And there you are lost in a daydream. You're thinking about what she said or what he said, or you're thinking about what you're going to do or say. And you're lost in the daydream. And now you're one more level removed from reality. It's one one level removed from reality when you're when you're emotionally aroused, when you're concentrating, when you're fixating, when you're resentful or so on. That's one level removed. Then another level removed is when you're lost in your daydreams, in your thoughts, in your daydreams and thoughts, you are another level removed, and that's even worse. So it's comparable to when you're asleep. When you're asleep, you may be involved in a dream, and you're totally oblivious to the environment around you when you're asleep, aren't you? Well, you know what? That sort of happens when you get pulled into something emotionally, through struggle, through fixating, concentrating, all of those, and resenting. So I've given you some excellent clues today. You might want to listen to this program again and again. And you'll see more and more and more about how your life has gone out of control, how you've become blocked, how you've become fixated, especially to something that you hate or someone you hate. So learn the message or ponder the message that I just gave you. And I also offer help. I have a free meditation that can be a very great help in teaching you, getting you started in learning how to stand back and not get pulled into things. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. 
You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.